I have some friends, and I've been asking for the Lord to reach out to them. Thank you for that beautiful melody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and I'm wondering how many of you have friends that you would even raise that prayer to the Lord? Do you know anyone that you would pray, Lord, once you reach my friend? Do you know anyone like that? Do you? I do. Okay, yeah. I want to thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I have been sharing with you guys a, a new series that I began last week, and, and I called it, uh, You Are. And I left it in suspensive because I don't want you to fill out the remainder or the blank of who you are, but I want you to listen to the teachings uh, this month, whether you listen to them here or you may listen to them in the uh, online as they are being prepared to be put online more frequently and on a, a consistent basis. Uh, but the idea is that you would fill out the blanks, not with your opinion of who you are, not with your parents' opinion of who you are, not with that teacher's opinion of who you are, not even with your darkest secret opinions of who you are, but with what God, can I say that again? But with what God says who you are. And if God has already sent Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ has already forgiven our sin, then we should have a different identity of who we are. We should be growing, developing, emerging, searching, surging, and searching in that new identity of who we are in Christ. And we have chosen the text in, in Peter's 2, 9, to, to basically uh, uh, summarize, and, and, and it says like this, uh, 2.9, but you're not like that, for you're a chosen people, and that's what we discussed last week, that we are chosen in Christ. You are a royal priest, uh, that's why the crowns today, a holy nation next week, and it won't be the USA or any other one, God's very own possession. So as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for He called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. And last week, we used the, the, the metaphor of the ship in a bottle. And as long as this ship is in the bottle, it's going to be safe. I, I used to live in Florida, and I, used to, I, I would think that I could throw this in the Gulf Stream, and the ship, as long as it stays within the bottle, I think it's going to be safe. I think it's going to be assured. I think it's going to be okay. Last night, as I was thinking and, you know, thinking of what I'm doing today, you know, kind of stuff, compulsively, I'm actually watching Black Sails. You know what, what, what that is? People, you know a little bit about me. You know that I'm into chocolate, right? But I'm into other things too. Uh, Vikings and pirates. I'm still trying to figure that out. But between Vikings and pirates, I just love their spirit of change, <laughs> radical change, I guess, of, of how they function. Uh, a little violent, but... 
But I realize that as I'm seeing those ships in the old port of Nassau with a pirate scene, I am imagining this because this is here at the office. And I realize, oh my gosh, Susan, you're in that boat because you're in Christ. <laughs> We're in the boat. We are literally in Christ, and as we are in Christ, that is our new identity. We build our identity not on who others say about us, but basically on what God says about us. And last week, we studied that we were chosen in Christ. So listen to it for the word of the Lord as I'm moving further up in the, in the chapter. But let me give you a background. Uh, Paul and Peter were two different individuals in the Bible. You know that, right? Peter and Paul. They had issues in the beginning, and I think eventually they settled them out. But Paul uses the metaphor of the body, the fingers, the limbs, the head, the body, to describe the church. The unity, its foundation, its authority. Christ is the head of the church. Have you heard that metaphor before, right? I think Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Now, Peter uses a different metaphor. Peter uses the metaphor of a building to describe how foundational Christ is to the new temple. Is Peter, the Judaizer. Of course, he's going to use a temple metaphor. To describe our unity, to describe the authority in the church, and to describe our mission. So listen to and for the word of the Lord as we, pop, as we pick up Peter talking about you and I being in Christ, who we are as a building. So get rid of all evil behaviors. Oh, hang in there before I, I didn't talk about this, but hang in there. And it still speaks to us. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and listen to this one, and all unkind speech. That's any unkind word. Like new babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. You are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifice that please God. As Scripture uh, say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust in Him recognize the honor God has given Him. But those who reject them, the stone that the builders rejected has now come to be 
the cornerstone. The word of the Lord. You see, the, the, the way uh, uh, Peter is saying, yes, we are built together. We are put together. We are a new temple. We are a new building. We are a new structure. We are something new for the glory of God. In the next two uh, verses, he's going to disclose this even more as we read earlier in verse 9. For you are a chosen people, a uh, royal priesthood. Royal priesthood. Well, wait a minute. Royal priesthood. We know, and, and a couple of you have told me that whenever I think of who I am in Christ, you basically think, and, and it's okay because it's true, that we are children of God. I am a child of God. Is that okay? Can you say that about yourself? I am a child of God? But you know, that's okay, but that's not it. It doesn't stay there. No, no. But well, we like that one. I prefer that one. Because as a child of God, I can be demanding. Hmm. I can have my hissy fits, which I do. But God wins. Uh-huh. Oh, you heard. <laughs> you see, uh, so as a child of Christ, we kind of allow ourselves to be maybe responsible and childish with our faith. But what if not only are we child and children of God, but now we also become holy priests? Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I give an offering every Sunday so the professional guy does the priestly thing. And there's an elephant in the room that nobody sees, and there's an empty conversation, a silent undercurrent conversation that takes place in many churches. And the conversation from this side, Alice, from this side over there is, when is he going to get active and get more people in this place? And the conversation from this side is, oh, God, when are they going to get it and get more people in here? You see? And we're talking the same, but we're not communicating. We want the same thing, but we're not communicating. Because what's happening is that we are both, not really, abdicating the, uh-huh, we like we do in government, we pay taxes, so they take care of that. I don't have to worry. No, no, no. We are royal priests. God has called us. God has called us not to bench warmers, and you've heard me that. God has called us not to just be good old Christians. God has called us to be people of change, people that will do sacrifices. What do priests do? Priests, priests and priestesses, they worship God. And they offer sacrifices. That's what they did in the old temple. They offer sacrifices. What kind of sacrifices did they offer back then? Doves, remember? Calves, sheep, goats and lambs and other groups would do oxens and big old bulls and stuff like that uh, for sacrifices. And yet, God says that we are priests. How and why? We tend to be priests because Jesus, who is the high priest, according to Hebrews, Jesus, who is the high priest, was also the lamb 
Think of that. The high priest became the lamb and offered for sacrifice, meaning that the sacrifice they were supposed to do for ourselves, God did in Jesus. And God reconciled the world unto God's self by sending Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Do you get it? That's what we call in theology the big Sunday word, substitutionary atonement. Can you say that? Substitutionary atonement. In other words, the substitute came and took care of it. Paul says, somebody came, you owed a lot, and somebody came and threw their card and said, paid in full. Wow. So when Jesus does that, then what do we do? We sit down, we relax, we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Lent, we celebrate Easter, and we go through our summer programs, and we just go through a routine of boring old church life. I don't like that. Jesus then calls us to be priests. And what kind of sacrifices are we going to do? Let me be honest with you. Or I'm asking you to be brutally honest. When I say brutally honest, you're not going to be brutal. You're going to be radically honest. How many of you, it was kind of a sacrifice to, to get up this kind of morning? Oh, I'm already here, same reaction. <laughs> it was kind of a sacrifice. Oh, I have to go to church. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me see some hands. How many of you made it a sacrifice to come to church today? So I took the meds, you know, and I'm not getting too excited so I don't get overwinded. Uh, but the idea is that sacrifice begins with being in fellowship. Sacrifice begins with dealing with my finances in such a way that they will grow, glorify God. Sacrifice means that I'm going to deal in my relationships so that the other person will be blessed and, 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 and blessed and blessed because it's not about me, it's about them. I'm going to be doing sacrifices as I give up myself, as I get over myself, and I begin to look at what God wants me to do, not what I want to do. To give your bodies to God because all He has done for you as Paul says in Romans 12, give your bodies as a living, sa living sacrifice because we're not going to slash ourselves, okay? That ain't going to happen. Especially here. I can't deal with blood. <laughs> it's not going to happen here. But a living sacrifice is that in our lives, we are going to have to become uncomfortable to obey the Lord. To follow Jesus. We're going to have to become uncomfortable to some degree to just follow. Now, what kinds of priests do we have? We have priests that are doers. We have priests that are senders. And we have priests that are supporters. Uh, there's a couple, three or four priests around here that gather every week to pray. Those are priests that are praying supporting. Now, some of you also do that at home. Some of you are involved in ministries, are involved in doing things, are involved in, in the forefront of our ministries here at Light of Hope, and that is a way of getting involved and sacrificing your time, your talent to the Lord, being priests 
That's how we become priests. Doing it. We, we, we have a, in today's worship design party, we have a little video that we're going to be presenting you. Because it is about doing something. And the word doing something appears a lot of times in the video. And we're going to be asking for your cooperation in the next few weeks as we record this video with all of you. Yeah, we're going to have make a video. And then we'll put it up there and laugh. But we're going to be asking for your cooperation. And, and, and yeah, it's going to be weird because you won't know how it fits into the whole scheme. And that's the fun part of it. But doing something, it, it's just the natural response as we realize that God has placed us in a safe place. So how do we respond to the grace? But with gratitude. How do we respond? But you are not like that. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession, so that as a result, you will be able to show forth the light, the amazing light, la luz admirable. It's in the Spanish version. Because he has taken you and me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you had no identity as a people, or you thought you did, now you are God's people. Once you had no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. So my encouragement to you this week as we hear the rattle and unrattle in the news, freaky stuff. As we avoid it and we go somewhere else and find the same crazy stuff. As we avoid those two negative things and still find another crazy stuff. And we want to get into our own little world. Remember our own little world? Uh-uh, I can't go back in there. God has called us to step out of our own little world. Reclaim our identity as believers in Christ. Not politicians, Okay. Two different things. And let's be people of reconciliation. Let's be people of mercy. And let's be priests for God. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you that you called us. We thank you that you not only call us, but you empower us with your word, with your spirit, so that we can be that which you are calling us to be in the place that you are calling us to do. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit as it speaks to each one of us, the words of wisdom. We ask you to sear them to our hearts so that we may remember after lunch today, tomorrow, and not just be hearers of the word, but be also doers of the word. Through Christ our Lord, we thank you. Amen.